0: Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America The Music of America podcast continues. We're in Garden City, Kansas. Joey Dean and the Dry River Band will be our guest. We'll talk with Joey in just a moment. Years ago, I got into an accident at work where I ended up spending the entire month on my stomach while my back wounds healed. I had scalded and severely burned my lower back. About two weeks into my healing, I realized I hadn't had a cigarette in like two weeks. I quit smoking. Now that method worked for me. I don't suggest it for anyone else. Thank goodness, though. There's a company called Laser Therapy South located just outside of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Don't let that scare you. She takes customers from all over the world. Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people quit smoking, reduce stress, and alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South has developed its own unique approach to tackle both the physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success. It's laser therapy. It's sort of an acupuncture-based treatment that originated in Europe and Canada about 25 years ago. Your success is measured immediately. Laser therapy is instantaneous. Your treatment date is also your quit date. Now, the laser is a cold or therapeutic laser. It doesn't produce heat. It doesn't cut tissue. And most clients report more like a feeling of having had a massage after treatment. It's really cool. Laser Therapy South, www.lasertherapysouth.com, where all of your questions can be answered. Check them out if you want to quit smoking. Laser Therapy South, where being a quitter is a good thing. Our guest is Joey Dean and the Dry River Band, and put things in perspective, Garden City's in western Kansas, correct? Yes. You're west western of Wichita. You're, you're not yes. quite Goddard. You're not quite, uh, but you're close.
1: We're, well, we're uh, about three and a half hours west of Wichita. Okay. So uh, Garden City's is the biggest city in western Kansas.
0: It is. Bigger than yeah. uh, Great Bend.
1: Yes. Uh, okay. There's about 35,000 here.
0: Okay. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought Great Bend was the bigger of the two.
1: Oh, no. Uh, Garden's the biggest one out here. Uh, uh-huh. We're about 70 miles from the Colorado border and about same distance from the Oklahoma border. Um, oh, wow. So okay. we're right out here in the corner.
0: And uh, when I lived in Kansas for a short well I lived in Kansas for a few years, and there was a big oil boom back 30, 40 years ago when I was there. Are you still finding oil in Kansas, or is it back to being mostly ag?
1: It's mostly ag. There's still uh, certain spots that you'll find some some wells still going, and uh, uh, they're still drilling in certain parts of southwest Kansas. But for the most part, uh, uh, it's back to ag and yep. farming and ranching and all the good stuff.
0: So what do you do when you're not doing music? Are you a farmer, uh, rancher?
1: No, actually, I, I uh, run a cluster of radio stations. I'm general manager of uh, five different radio stations. Oh, no kidding. Garden City and Guymon, Oklahoma, and in Dodge City. And so I spend a lot of time traveling to those and making sure everything's working right. And um, and then I uh, hang out with my son a lot yep. um, and uh, my wife as well. And um, we try to do as much as we can. We like golfing. That's, that's our favorite thing to do. No so.
0: kidding. Oh, fun. Golf in Kansas. My son tried to get me to play golf. And I told him I played golf once with his, his grandfather. I shot like an 89, you know. Well, that's not bad. Went to the second hole, shot a ninety. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, with the wind out
1: here, it gets challenging. Uh, yeah. it, you definitely. Uh, I've I lived in Virginia for a little while, and uh, the wind doesn't blow out there. It's a lot easier to play golf than uh, in Kansas because you got to play the wind. So.
0: Right, right, yeah. The wind can be can be vicious. There's it comes right off the Rockies, and there's nothing to stop it but maybe some tall, tall, tall uh wheat fields
1: yeah yeah <laughs> you got the grain elevators uh, which right. is a kansas skyscraper, and uh a, the random tree in a field yep. uh, you, there's not more than one though there's just one tree in the middle of a field that they'll plow <laughs> around every year and uh, that's about it yeah
0: i came in from st louis to pick my son up he was in augusta at the time when he was younger and my dad was riding with me so we we're coming in highway 54 mm-hmm. from like iola Someone run Iolish and it around that way. And we're coming in 54, and you could just see the the path that a tornado had taken mm. by the devastation. And it was like almost a straight line and then just stopped. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Yeah. So uh we're not kidding when we talk about Kansas tornadoes, the Wizard of Oz is not a joke, <laughs> <laughs> it's very serious so tell me about the dry river band joey dean and the dry river band you have a band but as you said you're in garden city so it's hard to get everybody to stay together regularly is that right
1: yeah um i have a couple of different guys in a couple of different places like right now we're working with two different drummers um, because out here everybody kind of has to share um the frontmen, uh, myself and brady nichols share a drummer sometimes um there's a a metal band um called the dishonorable bastards in uh dodge city kansas that use my other drummers sometimes and so we all kind of have to share because you know the the options aren't there so if you're a drummer you can play in four different bands and uh <laughs> it's it's a hot commodity but being a front man it makes it you know really hard if uh, you're a singer songwriter to to find guys and uh i've been lucky enough uh we actually got back to three of the four original members of this band uh, the only one that's somewhat different is the the new drummer um, mm-hmm. but uh, tim venters is our our primary drummer and uh he's fitting great uh the original two um our bass player rob gardner uh he and i have been together since 2020 uh working on this he's the only one that stayed through the whole time yeah and then uh, andrew kondo is our lead player and he played for the first couple of shows and then, uh, took a hiatus from playing overall whatsoever. And, uh, just came back this year and and rejoined us. So, uh, it's been nice to have, you know, those three, uh, kind of as a solid core group, but, uh, uh, doc Heinrichs is, is the other drummer that plays with us. And then we've had guys, uh, uh, Jonathan Lichtenberg and, and, uh, some guys like that, uh, Brady Nichols is filled in as well that have uh, played the guitar and, and, tried to help us you know move things along or help me move things along with with his passion
0: now you write all the music then for uh the driver River band right for well for yeah. this project this project
1: yeah for this project um we've got an album coming out uh, November 4th uh, it'll be the first album for this this project and uh it took me I I started doing the math the other day when I got done recording at Green Gene Studios uh in Wellington Kansas and uh started doing the math and realized that uh the oldest song on this album's already 14 years old oh my goodness um, <laughs> i've been working on this slowly throughout time and uh there's a couple of different songs that have got multiple recordings because i tried doing this this album twice before and just could never get it to uh, get all the pieces to fit together right and uh that's where carter came in uh at green jean studios and uh uh, Carter was amazing in helping me get this put together and um, teaching me a few things that I, I needed to learn uh, about uh, uh, recording and production and, mm. and even, you know, putting a song together, um, showing me a couple of things that I had never thought of because I played these songs the same way for a dozen years. So um trying something new and and making it a little more catchy was kind of neat. Uh, but the other guys in the band do do some writing and we're working on some other stuff for the second album where, some of their stuff will be included on that
0: how long have you been performing yourself just uh, just doing music on your own whatever since grade school since high school since you were 30 what
1: <laughs> well i actually started out uh, i have always been in a musical family my dad was a singer and uh he didn't you know pursue it professionally or anything but you know church weddings what have you was right, right. the cantor and um i i've got singled out actually in the I believe it was this fourth grade uh when i was going to school in the fourth grade i wasn't even supposed to be that we had split classes where one one half of the class would go to vocal or music and the other half of the class would go to pe yeah and they were swimming in the swimming pool at pe that day and i had no interest in I, i'm not a big swimmer I, I i'll fish i'll get in a boat, but. Uh, uh you know if you you expect me to swim laps I'm not going to do it and so I snuck out of that class and back to the music class and (laughs) uh was singing with the class and the teacher stopped and her name was Mrs. Hancock I'll never forget it and she was trying to figure out where this voice was that she was hearing that something was off and so she went through everybody and when she got to me had me sing the part she said that it was my voice that was standing out and uh that I was hitting all the notes exactly where they should be. Wow. And then she realized I shouldn't be in her class that day. Um, <laughs> but she let me stay in the music class, and uh, we worked it out with the PE teacher where uh, I didn't have to swim or anything. And um, and since then, I, that's kind of been... I was afraid she was going to tell me I was singing off-key or something, but she was actually uh, happy with the way I was singing. So, um, But that happened, and I started kind of pursuing music a little bit. Yep. Um, did some punk rock bands in high school. Um, was in a metal band in college, uh, played lead guitar for a metal band and was a backup singer. And uh, I kept hearing my mom say that I needed to go to country because, you know, I grew up listening to country music. Right. And and so she kept telling me, kept telling me. And finally, in about 2009, uh, I decided to start the Joey Dean um, project, I guess, and uh, started writing some stuff that fit with an acoustic guitar, just doing solo work. And uh, from there, it just kind of grew. I moved to Virginia, like I said earlier. And uh, while I lived in Virginia, uh, I hooked up with a couple of guys and we started a band called Rebel Lake and um, got a lot better at this country music thing and started kind of defining what my sound of it was and realized that it was way different than everybody else. And when I moved back to Kansas, I pursued it. And then uh, about five years ago, I quit um really i i uh, was having success um but I, I ended up uh in a bad situation in a relationship and everything was kind of a mess and so i just kind of quit pursuing it and um, then my son was born right about that time and so i focused on on him for the first couple years of his life and yeah. uh in 2020 i started feeling the urge to get back into it and my current wife pushed me in that direction and um, so I started doing that and and now here I am about to finally put out the album I've been working forever on.
0: (laughs) What's the connection with music and you being in radio because it it kind of I kind of get it because I I had a a musical background growing up and then I did radio for like 10 years and it, it just got me closer to music I guess.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because my dad actually uh, was a radio guy. Um, He was a big sports radio guy, but he owned a radio station in Salina, Kansas, when I was in high school. And I'd have to spend my freshman and sophomore year, uh, I'd have to spend the entire summer at the radio station. And if you've ever hung out at a radio station, it's actually kind of a boring place during the middle of the day for a teenager. And there was these stacks of CDs, excuse me, that, you know people weren't listening to and so i'd go through and i would find bands that i really liked that nobody had heard of and, and i'd listened to them and and it kind of got me an appreciation for for the different genres of music out there and the different people trying to make it big and what they were doing you know just mailing CDs in a, to a radio station praying somebody'd listen to it and, yeah. and put it on the air and i thought that was really cool and so that inspired me to to pursue that and um I fell back into radio. I I got out of radio um, right after my dad died in 2006. I got out of radio, and I I wanted nothing to do with it. I didn't want to be like my dad. And uh, then I ended up kind of slowly getting back into it about uh, eight, nine years ago, Uh um, doing a little bit of play-by-play here and there for the radio stations I work for now. And then seven years ago, they offered me a job, and I reluctantly took it (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh
1: seven years later now, now i'm the general manager so i guess it worked out
0: <laughs> wow that's pretty impressive yeah i uh i got as far as a ops manager and an amfm combo up in northeast missouri and then i got crossed over into sales and then yeah you know, that that's all all she wrote basically i worked in sales for a couple <laughs> of years but that wasn't why i got into radio so i ended up getting out of radio and just went a whole different path and uh now i'm doing this now that i'm retired i'm back to doing <laughs> sort of like radio, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So the the songs that you've written, I'm listening to your style. It sounds kind of outlaw-ish. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a real heavy Waylon, Johnny Page kind of influence there. Is that yeah. what you strive for? Um,
1: you know, it's kind of weird because, like I said, I <clears> – <throat> excuse me, in high school, uh, I'm getting over a cold that i fought all week, so bear with me. Um, but in high school, I, uh, I was in a punk band. Mm-hmm. And that I was in a metal band and all that. And I think, you know, all those influences from, you know, Bleak 182, you know, the pop punk movement in the late 90s, early 2000s, and 90s grunge of Nirvana and Stone Temple Pilots and Queens of the Stone Age and, you know, into the more modern ish early 2000s, you know, You're Disturbed and your Papa Roach and whatnot. Um, those were big influences for me. And um, so then, you know, taking that with the, Texas country red dirt scene um, you know the um, Jason Bolins and Stoney LaRue and Kevin Fowler and all those and kind of infusing it all together is is kind of where I feel I am because you know there's different layers of you know punk rock guitar and some of my songs you know that you can hear in there but uh-huh. you know it's it's driven in a country direction and um, I don't know I just if I like it Uh, I'll play it. Um, that's kind of the philosophy I have when it comes to covers, you know, we cover everything from, you know, the Goo Goo Dolls to, uh, Merle (laughs) Haggard to, you know, um, we, we just added a, uh, a song by, uh, uh, Brad Paisley to the, to the mix, you know, so, you know, it's a little bit of everything. And, and so that's kind of my philosophy when I write something is at the end, you know, do I like it? Because, you know, most people's MP3, most people my age, their MP3 player, their Spotify or whatever, has a little bit of everything on it anyway. And, right. And so, you know, I just ask myself, you know, am I cool with this lining up with all of that? And and so far, a lot of them have been yes.
0: Now, when I ask guests to submit music to me, one of the things I get a kick out of is uh somebody will send me a song with a title mm-hmm. and I'll immediately think of a different version of that song. Yeah very rarely is the song actually the cover of the song so when you sent me the song so the first one we're going to listen to here cowboy Mm -hmm. i thought of kid rock of course you know (laughs) and so your version is way different than kid rocks and so um i i ask this question like why did you name it after a song that's already got a certain amount of notoriety and how did the song cowboy come about anyway
1: It's kind of weird how that song came about. That's one of the older songs. I wrote it while I was in Virginia. Um, I lived in Northern Virginia, so concrete everywhere. And I didn't like it. I like to drive out in the country. It'd take me, you know, an hour and a half, two hours just to get into somewhat countryside. Yeah. And it drove me crazy. And uh, I was in a bar one night and, you know, I had people, you know, I, I, Back then, I'd wear my cowboy boots and pearl snap shirt and hat everywhere I went. And <laughs> uh, in Virginia, they kind of look at you funny uh, in the middle of Northern Virginia, and so uh, you know I, I kind of got made fun of here and there by people. And so I sat down and I just started kind of penning a song and uh, about you know I mainly wrote it about the the uh, rodeo cowboy friends that I had uh, at that time, Jewel Hazen, who's from Ashland, Kansas, my hometown uh, Jewel was in the national finals rodeo oh. and I had a buddy that was getting into bull riding and his brother was a, uh, a rodeo clown. Um, and so I was just thinking about them and everybody back home and <clears throat> you know, what it, what it was to be a cowboy. Um, you know, and I, I don't consider myself a cowboy at all. Uh, I've worked ranches and, and feed lots and green elevators and everything, but, uh, I don't consider myself a cowboy, but I consider those people a cowboy. And, and so that's kind of how I wrote it. And Uh I played it for people in Virginia with my old band and people didn't really like it. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And came back about nine years ago, I was playing it uh, in my living room. Uh, I was playing some music for the kid who's who's a rodeo clown and another buddy. And they asked me to, Play a song they hadn't heard yet, so I felt like playing that one. And by the end of the song, they were recording it on their phone in video and sending uh-huh. it to people, and and just loved it. And and so then again, I kind of put it away after that. I forgot about it until about two years ago, and I played it for the current band, and they actually got mad at me and asked me where this song had been this whole time and why I had oh, wow. recorded it or anything. <laughs> so uh, it was the second song that uh, I recorded two a day that uh, in that session. And it was the second one we recorded, and, um, and so here it is. It was our first single.
0: Well, let's give it a listen. This is Joey Dean and the Dry River Band. The song is called Cowboy. <laughs>
2: since summer Amazing Grace, Dixie flags And pearl snaps Cheap whiskey And cowboy hats Balls and broncs And southern males Go to church Stay out of hell Some folks ain't mad
0: song is called cowboy we're with joey dean from garden city kansas B. Normous productions has been producing and recording music for over 20 years music and videos actually after years as a performer the owner van Veerhoven decided to get back into that which he loves most production under the tutelage of jordan valeria he opened his own place up in millican colorado he's got high-end instruments high-end tools on hand to make your sound compete with those of your favorite own records he has one goal in mind, and that's for you to look and sound as professional as possible. So go make some videos. Go make some records at B Normus Productions. They're on Facebook or at www.bnormusproductions.com. So, Joey, uh, we were just talking. That's interesting how this all worked out. But uh, one of our sponsors today was this guy who does videos. I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. videos. and We were talking about Cowboy, and you said...
1: Yeah, we've got a video for Cowboy, actually. Uh, yeah. It's up on YouTube. Uh, the funny thing about it, I've got a buddy. Uh, he's in three different bands, and uh, one of them just opened for Saving Abel, and uh, wow. he's doing absolutely outstanding uh, work. Uh, and uh, he and I were talking one night, and uh may have had a couple of surveys, and uh, <laughs> kind of got into this uh, little conversation about uh, videos and what it costs. And he said, you know, you're going to have to drop you know a couple grand at least to make a music video and I I always like being the one that says yeah okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do it my way and uh, it cost me maybe a hundred bucks uh to put our video together and I did all the editing and everything myself and it's not you know it's not flawless by any means but uh the way I did it is I went in and I got on Facebook and encouraged everybody to send me their rodeo videos and cowboy and videos and pictures and everything and we included it all in the music video and uh, i didn't think that it would be like a huge deal um but we got a ton of videos and a few of them were formatted kind of weird and so i couldn't use them um but we tried to fit as much as we could in there and then we used some video of me and my son out of my my mom's ranch um you know got to put the then five year old the cute kid in the video you know that'll really likes up a little bit and then uh i I thought it was really cool because we put the video out and and had a nice response from it um and then we were playing a show in copeland kansas a couple months later and there's two kids at mutton bus at the end of the video and we're playing this show and their mom walked up to me and said hey my two kids are at the tail end of your music video. And I said, oh, great. And she said, they're about to leave because, you know, the kids can't be in here past a certain time. Uh Uh, Can you play Cowboy live for them? And I was like, well, yeah. And so they came up and they were standing there and we played it uh, for them. And one of them was singing along to every word and they were kind of dancing along and came and took a picture with us. and, And it was really, really cool.
0: Oh man, I got goosebumps on that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, so you do play out, and you do videos, and you do albums or records or whatever. And we'll talk more right. about that in the shameless self promotion of this. But what <laughs> what do you what do you enjoy most? Do you enjoy the writing? Do you enjoy the singing? Do you enjoy the performing? Do you enjoy doing videos? What do you What do you like best of this aspect of entertainment?
1: Ooh, I love writing music um love writing lyrics more than anything um i'm really proud of the lyrics on this album especially there's a nice mix of you know some fun stuff but you know some serious serious stuff as well um but i also love just standing up there even if i'm by myself not necessarily with the band Uh um but even if i'm by myself uh just playing and talking to the crowd and you know i i i've played in front of you know 7000 people and I've played in front of 4 right. and um I I like that you know 30 to 40 person crowd where they're they're talking back to me while I'm sitting there playing and you know throwing out requests and you know we make fun of each other and I make fun of myself and and it's just kind of a laid back atmosphere yeah. and, and that's what I enjoy the most uh but don't get me wrong when the band is on and we're clicking Uh, that is pretty awesome too
0: (laughs) do you have any songs that you refuse to do
1: um i don't like doing like certain artists um more out of respect for the artists like when i was in a a metal band and a rock band back in the day i wouldn't do any nirvana uh out of the respect to to nirvana and kurt cobain because um i feel like you know if i'm going to do a cover i want to do it as good or better than than the person i'm i'm covering uh and some of those i just don't think that i could do enough justice to to do that so you know that'd be the main focus of that um there's some like we do a different version of Folsom prison than what johnny cash originally wrote and uh you know we we made it more of a a progressive style um just because everybody does the same old thing over and over and over and we want to be a little bit different so um, you know, but for the most part, I'm pretty open to, to whatever. And, uh, there's been plenty of times that I know a song, but I've never played it before. And so we'll just pull up the tabs real quick on a cell phone or, yeah. or a tablet and, uh, just take a crack at it. Um, Billy Currington's pretty good at drinking beer is one of those that, you know, I'd sang along to the song on the radio for years and years and years and never played it and got requested one night. And now we've played it five or six times live, uh, because, you know, people like it.
0: It's good to be able to be able to be able to do that with some songs, but don't try and do that like with Neil Young. Yeah, <laughs> he's always got these obscure tunings. And uh, ironically, we, earlier today I was out doing a walk when you first entered the room, and I told you when I'm out doing my walk. I didn't tell you this. I was listening today uh, on Spotify. I listened. I've been going back and forth between Bob Dylan and Neil Young covers. So mm. I'm hearing like a bluegrass version of Cowgirl in the Sand. Oh, nice. Which was really neat. Uh Country Girl was done kind of kind of an Americana folksy instead of the slower ballad that Neil Young sang it at. And it's just kind of an interesting mix, a different take on a song than uh than you know what you're used to. And and it's in simpler tuning too so you can pick up right. and play along <laughs> with it. <laughs> now, um when I was in radio, there was a band whose name is derived from a uh, a tribe who were called the People of the South Wind. Hmm. Uh, and be, well, well, well I, Kansas was the band, but right. they were from Wichita, and the Wichita were the People of the South Wind, if I right. remember correctly.
1: Uh, I think, actually, the Kansas tribe uh, oh, was, was it? the People of the South Wind, okay. and the Wichita tribe was like a subset. Um, but But, yeah, that's... Uh, people of the south wind is is we hear that a lot around here
0: <laughs> well there's a song that kansas actually had out called people of the south wind right. so when this song came to me i saw kansas wind immediately that's where my head went to <laughs> <laughs> but just just if if you've ever been to kansas have ever spent any time in kansas just close your eyes and i'm not talking about the, the the tornadoes but i'm talking about like those hot summer days when you're on your porch with a glass of lemonade and you get that kansas wind coming across. And so refreshing and such a wonderful experience. So that's what I was kind of hoping for some sort of imagery like that to, to come about when I listened to the song. Was that what you were going for?
1: Well, I was going for more of the, the wind that we get in Western Kansas. Uh, this song, it's funny. I, I wrote this uh, five or six different times. I've had friends get married and uh-huh. um, they've asked me to write a song for their for their first dance or what have you. Or I've offered to do it. Yeah. And my buddy Ethan was marrying his, his uh, wife, Callie. And he and I had talked about it and I said, okay, I'll write a song for your first dance. I said, but I'm not going to play it for you or anything. You're going to hear it for the first time then. And he said, okay, that's fine. And I'm really, really bad at keeping a secret of something like that. <laughs> like if I buy you a Christmas present two weeks before Christmas, you're going to get it before Christmas Yeah, because I get so excited and and just want to, you know, uh, give it to you. I, I just, I'm, I am I want to share. I'm a sharing person. And so I knew that I couldn't write the song in advance. And so I procrastinated like a good musician. And then about three <laughs> days before the wedding, I was like, all right, I should start doing this. And I couldn't write anything. Oh, no. And just nothing would pop into my head. And I was freaking out. And so <clears throat> we're driving the, to the wedding. My ex-girlfriend and I uh, were driving to the wedding and She's like, have you figured this out yet? And I was like, No, I, I, I do not know. And we we're probably about an hour out from the wedding. And I made her take over driving. And I was like, I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna pick on the guitar. I'm gonna write whatever comes out and it's just gonna be good enough. And <clears throat> I just started writing about you know, the wind was blowing that day and I was kind of moving the car around as she was driving. And I started writing about, you know, the wind being as strong as it is in Kansas and you know, how how the love of this couple was was stronger than the kansas wind is and you know that's one thing when you get out to western kansas i always joke with people if the wind ever stopped blowing here all of us would fall down because we, <laughs> we all kind of walk with a lean like into this, right? it. and so you know that's kind of the image i had with this song is you know the the thunderstorm rolls in and, and it's just this this incredible force but the love of this this uh couple is stronger and so I wrote the song. We were pulling up to the venue where the uh, where the wedding was, uh-huh. and I was putting the finishing touches, writing it down. I was pumped, and so I went. And the The groomsmen and I like we're high fiving, and I kind of played them a little bit of it. And they're like, uh-huh. "Oh man, this song's awesome! Let's do a shot." Uh-huh. And so we did like four <laughs> or five of those, and then it came time for me to play the song, and I did not play it well um i played it really bad and i felt horrible uh-huh. and so <clears throat> the next day i promised him i said hey when i go to record next that's the first song i'm recording and i played them you know a couple days later i played them the song again so that they could actually hear what it was supposed to sound like yeah uh and not uh, the intoxicated version and uh and so when i recorded it i sent it to them and, and they were just overjoyed about it they loved it and so uh now, we're not I'm glad the drunk- that I was able to make it right
0: <laughs> We're not getting the drunk version here, right? No, we're not gonna- <laughs> the drunk version here, thankfully <laughs>
1: That's
0: funny Joey Dean and the Dry River Band with us today In the Music of America podcast the next song we're going to listen to Is called Kansas Wind
2: kansas wind blows strong enough to be a hurricane he knows he will make it through the stormy rains hard enough to knock him down but he'll be there before she hits the ground because he's gonna love this girl like the kansas wind blows And she'll take him forever over just a while She's gonna love this boy like the Kansas wind blows But he'll be there before she hits the ground. She's gonna love this boy. He's gonna love this girl. They got a stronger love than the Kansas wind blows. They've sent the veil and sees a smile. He'll take that forever over just a while. Cause they got a stronger love than the Kansas wind blows.
0: Kansas Wind with Joey Dean and the Dry River Band. And I'm your host, Tom Pollard, here on the Music of America podcast. If they ever do a movie called Where the Hell is Tecumseh, Kansas, the answer is going to be easy where you find monkey house guitars monkey house guitars is a small made-to-order guitar shop if you think it they can build it some of the most beautiful handmade guitars you'll ever see meticulously designed and crafted for your specifications nothing by machine all hand-laid frets everything routed and sanded right there at the shop at monkey house guitars the multiverse guitar is singularly one of the most innovative and interesting guitars i think i've ever seen being made and you can watch it being made on Facebook through a video that the luthier, Mike Thompson, put together. He's an amazing artisan, so humble. He will not accept the fact that he's an artisan, but I make sure that he knows that he is a a, a luthier. Anyway, check them out. They have a Facebook page, Monkey House, one word, Monkey House Guitars, Tecumseh, Kansas. Okay? Uh, if you can think it, they can build it. You play acoustic when you're with the band. Do you play electric, mm-hmm. too, or... Yeah, you've got, I do two, other players, right? you've got yeah, two other guitar players, right? You've Well,
1: I've got a bass player and then a lead player. Um, okay. Depending on sometimes uh, when we don't have a lead player, I have to, I'm not really good at lead uh, in country music, which is weird, huh? uh, because I played lead with with rock bands and things like that. And you know I could play hypnotized by System of a Down, but uh, I struggle <laughs> with the timing on Folsom Prison Blues. Like, it's just weird. And then it's just a mental thing that uh that I've got to get over at some point. but uh, I've always been able to rely on having a lead guitarist and so uh, yeah. I never really had to worry about it uh but uh for the most part, I play the acoustic and then I've got a hollow body I'll play uh with an acoustic pedal um just because oh. I like the I like the feel of that guitar and uh it looks really really cool so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been uh, I told people there's been on a quest for a telly. like 30 years I think 25 30 years and I finally got one my girlfriend got me one for Christmas and it's white and it sounds like a strat which is really stupid because I've got strats (laughs) but I had to get a telly because I don't like that bright tinny telly sound but sometimes I do you know and in country there's a there's a bigger demand I guess for a telly sound I'm more of a blues guy more of a rock guy so you'll hear Tell you in some of the old rock stuff, like Springsteen, but the, the music I listen to, it's more of Strat sound or a Paul Reed Smith kind of sound, a deeper, kind of richer sound, I guess. Mm-hmm. What do you strive for, usually?
1: Uh, you know, I I get people asking me all the time about guitars and stuff because, you know, I'll say I play guitar and, you know, what's your what's your favorite brand, what's your favorite style, what's your... And for me, it's just whatever I feel like sounds good at that moment, you uh-huh. know. Um, I don't have, like, a signature... Um, you know, well, first, you know, it was what I could afford when I first started playing. Uh, it's, you know, the pawn shop guitar, you know, jukebox hero style. Um, right. But, uh, you know, now that I'm I'm older and have played a little bit longer, it's more about just the feel and and I'll pick up a guitar and uh, like the acoustic that I bought last year, um, you know, it's it's a nice Ibanez acoustic and uh, it cost me a little bit of money but you know the minute i picked it up and started strumming it i loved the feel of it i loved the sound of it it kind of had that, that warm tone to it um that you know i felt comfortable with you know and yeah. i'd played probably 10 12 different guitars in that store that day and that was the one once i picked that one up i didn't pick another one up i walked straight to the counter and bought it um, yeah so for me it's just you know I, I i like the telly sound the original telly sound um but i also like you know the sound of a gibson um, or, or just, I, I'm big into acoustic, uh, like, you know, hearing acoustic versions of your favorite rock songs is awesome. And, yeah. uh, and so, you know, picking up the acoustic and finding that, that balance between the the tinny sound and the, the heavy lower end, um, and just finding that perfect mid is, is about where I'm at.
0: Have you ever heard the acoustic version of, uh, uh, plush by Stone Temple Pilots?
1: i have i when have, you, have when and you I, said I that it. that's
0: what came to mind it's one of my favorite all-time favorite songs when they just do it on, i think it was an mtv unplugged or something it was just uh the two of them mm-hmm. and it's just there's such, so much more passion and i uh, don't anyway, to go off on that tangent but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's back to your music we've got one more of your songs and uh and a one-hit wonder band was aliota haynes jeremiah and they had a song called Lakeshore Drive, which is a road that runs through Chicago. Your mm-hmm. song is not about Chicago. It's just about a lakeshore. And it's yeah. called Lakeshore.
1: <laughs> yeah, this song, uh it's, it's one of the funny ones, I think. Um I love telling this story on stage because I like getting the reaction from people on it. Uh, eventually, I'll have to stop telling it because everybody will be like, Oh, here he goes again. Same story. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's fun to watch people's reactions. Uh, what happened was uh, I threw a house party 10, 12 years ago. Uh, probably longer than that, actually. Uh, probably yeah, about 12 years ago. And uh, I was living in Wichita at the time. And uh, uh, I had a couple of guys show up. And all of a sudden, one of them disappeared. And so we went looking for him. And we found him on the front porch in the fetal position in the corner, you know, leaning against the rail holding his flip phone. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> and he had been engaged to be married and his fiance texted him and broke up with him. Oh no. In a text message. And oh. so we all stand there, you know, 21 year old, 22 year old dudes, just kind of looking at each other. Like, yeah, I don't know what to do in this situation. And so I kind of took charge and I, I told him, I said, buddy, here's the thing we got over 30 beers in that fridge. And at the bottom of one of them is the answer. So let's start drinking. And if we don't find the answer in those, neither one of us work tomorrow. We'll get 30 more. We'll go to the lake. We'll spend the weekend at the lake. We'll go fishing, you know, have a guy's weekend. And we did. Yeah. And, um, some parts of the song I've, I've embellished a little bit. Um, one part I didn't put in that I, I couldn't really fit in, uh, how it happened. Uh, but he lit my truck on fire that weekend.
0: Oh, my goodness. I um, <laughs> he, he,
1: uh, was trying. I had, I had fallen asleep, but we had one lighter between us because, you know, we were uh, well organized and prepared. Yes. And I had fallen asleep with the lighter in my pocket in the tent that we had set up while well, I had passed out. But uh, he uh, <laughs> said he didn't want to wake me up. And so he took our butane stove, which was, you know, about a foot by 18 inches or so. Yeah. And he set it on the seat of my truck. Well, he didn't have the butane canister secured all the way. So when he went to light it, it shot a fireball out and shot the butane canister across the cab of the truck and burnt a big old hole in the seat.
0: Oh my God. And so
1: then he had to wake me up to tell me that he lit my truck on fire. And (laughs) I was very angry. And I was like, you thought not waking me up. You thought lighting my truck on fire was a better idea. Uh, Way to go, dude. But you know, it, you know, those things happen and and I wasn't mad for very long. I usually don't stay mad long. And so when I sat down to write the song, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to include that part in it because, uh, you know, it's hard to explain all of that and, right. and it didn't really fit with what I was doing. So, uh, but I recorded this song and immediately called my cousin who was big in country music. And as I told you before, you know, my mom kept pushing me to to do country music yeah, and, um, I called my cousin and I said, what do you think of this song? And I played it over the phone to him and he said, you finally wrote a country song. Good job. And he loved it. And and so when we recorded it, we had so much fun with this song because, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a big joke, um, you know, to, to the woman who broke up with my buddy over text message.
0: That's hilarious. Well, uh, there's a part in there when you just stop and you yeah. say something and that's, that's all I'm going to say. And uh, <laughs> now it has context you know right right (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna give a listen here this is uh, a a song called lakeshore joey dean and the dry river band from garden city kansas on the music of america podcast
2: well i'm sure you're probably busy hanging with your friends going out all night every weekend me i'm doing okay Sitting here right now Just a fading memory That I can't live without I'm on lake shore Sipping on ice cold beer With the boys, that's right We got some new friends with us That we just met at the bar Last night And you bet they're pretty And I know they're ready I'm On a lake shore Sipping on ice cold beer Yeah, I'm doing all you're probably thinking I'm miserable at best. But this cowgirl's boot is shaking to her and the rest. And I'm sure that eventually I'll think of you and smile. Cause if you hadn't wrecked me, hey, I wouldn't be here right now. I'm sure sipping on nice cold beer with the boys. That's right. Got some new friends with us that we just met at the bar pretty
0: lake shore with joey dean and the dry river band and joey this has been fun off mic, we've been doing a lot of talking too. (laughs) join that almost as much as the interview uh this is the this is the plug where we call shameless self-promotion this is the segment of the show we call shameless self-promotion just uh you've got a cd coming out any shows you've got coming out in november anything coming up new year's parties anything that you want to promote the world is your oyster the world is your oyster plug away
1: well, we've got uh, uh, coming up November 4th, we've got uh, our album release party. Uh, it'll be in Copeland, Kansas. I was trying to find a small venue because uh, I wanted to do the party in more like an intimate uh, setup. And and Copeland is uh, actually where those kids were that, that were in the music video oh. when they came up. And so uh, I thought it was pretty fitting. Uh, we'll be back in that same place uh, for New Year's. Uh, they had originally booked us... Uh, it's kind of funny how it happened they booked us in early september and then they ended up double booking that weekend oh, no. and so we had to change the date and i said you know what we're flexible we can change it that's fine and and so i said how about we do our album release party there and and so she loved it and so we're playing there in copeland uh there's one restaurant or one bar in in copeland and it's it's the good times grills so uh that's where we'll be and uh i'm excited about that but uh, we've got the album coming out. It'll be on you know, all the streaming platforms. Uh, we've got a website, dryriverservices.com. Uh, we did Dry River Services because not only do we do the music thing, but we DJ and things like that as well. Oh, okay. uh, and we have what's called Dry River Entertainment. Um, and so we just kind of wanted to combine that all into one website instead of having to manage three or four different ones. Um, yeah. So if you go to dryriverservices.com, you can hear – Uh, the the four singles and then see the music videos on there as well um and and learn a little bit about us I guess um but you know this is it's really cool to to go through this process I've been blessed to be able to work with people like uh Carter at Green Jean Studios because uh you know it's it's given me a, a another appreciation for the people that I've been able to to encounter all these years of playing music whether it was you know, Paul Gillian, Virginia, or Shane Bergeron in, in Lindsburg, Kansas, or, or any of the number of people along the way that have, you know, helped me or encouraged me to my wife kind of pushing me to do this and that, and then getting frustrated because I'm playing every weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, to <laughs> my son getting involved, uh, you know, he sings four or five different songs with the band. Um, wow. And it's, it's been really cool to, to have him get to go on stage and uh, and be a part of the process and how old, and old is he how old is he's he? six now and uh-huh. uh there's one song on the on the record that uh he actually sings the intro to um, oh, how fun and he did it in two takes as a five-year-old wow um, that's impressive really really cool um but uh yeah it's it's been really cool and um you know we've got a documentary that uh just came out at the end of september that has uh, one of the songs from the album on it, uh, Pray for Rain, which is our fourth single off the album. And it's actually out on the radio and everything right now regionally. Um, but uh, Pray for Rain is a really cool song. And, you know, being able to get it into the right hands of the right people to to put it in a documentary about the drought in, in Kansas. Um, uh-huh. You know what I, it took me over a year to write that song. And, and um, a lot of these songs are, are old and that's one of the newer ones And so of see people appreciate you know the the work the effort it took to to put into that song is really cool so uh but you know you can find us on spotify and and pandora and all of those things amazon apple uh youtube by looking up joey d and the dry river band and there's four singles out right now and and coming up in a few weeks we'll have a whole album and um hopefully everybody enjoys it
0: sounds awesome man joey dean the dry river band dry riverservices.com right
1: yep that's right
0: how about that for an old guy i remember it and it was only it was less than five <laughs> minutes ago Oh, <laughs> well, there you go <laughs> it's been a lot of fun man appreciate it now up next we wrap up our visit in kansas with the absent saints you've been listening to the music of america podcast if you like today's show